happy Monday to everybody out there joining us today as we get into another show, another time, another example of us giving you, you know, just pop, pop culture, politics, facts, laughs, all that good stuff. So make sure that you uh, tell a friend where you at when you are joining us. Remember, you can also call us up, 1-855-AMANDA-8-I. I'm Amanda Seals, your favorite comedian and common sense specialist, and I'm joined by DJ Nails. Uh, can you believe we already halfway through March this week? Find it horrifying, actually. <laughs> um, <laughs> he's like, "What are you talking about?" You know, what I mean? <laughs> like how I don't know. The, t- the year is just moving, and I don't know if grooving is the word, but it's definitely <laughs> moving. Um, and we continue to share with you all the, the things that's going on. Last night was the Oscars, so we're going to talk a little bit about that. And I uh, also got to let you all know about some other stuff going on in Black Here at News. Uh, let them know, Nails. Let them know. All right. Our first story we're going to jump into is an apology letter that was found after those four U.S. citizens were kidnapped in Mexico. Two of them dead, two of them injured. That cartel responsible wrote a letter apologizing. Yeah. That was odd to me. And they give more information. So we're going to give you all more information because I was actually like, since when are cartels apologizing? So we're going to give you all some context because I ain't never seen nothing like that on Narcos. Never. never. Uh, Also going to get into some of the things from the Oscars. And uh, oh, yeah, this I like this story. Tell me about this story. Oh, Kirk Franklin, man. Y'all going to laugh your ass off when you hear this one right here. Kirk Franklin said we got to take back black names back to the old school. (laughs) Wait till you hear this. I really can't tell if he's serious or or joking on this, but regardless, it got a lot of people talking and definitely thinking about, well, what are we doing with these names? So make sure you stick around for our little two cents on that as well. Then we got this relationship topic. Uh, my parents never showed up for me. This is an interesting story that we saw on the Internet where somebody was saying that they, they I guess they wrote into a podcast and they said that, you know, their parents didn't show up for them. They give this whole story about the ways in which their parents never showed up for them and then what they ended up doing in return. And you're going to want to stick around for the payoff because it's quite interesting. And I think a lot of people have probably experienced maybe not this level, but have definitely felt like, dang, like why y'all showing preference to one sibling over the other? And I know that that's a real thing. As, even as an only child, I've had friends who have definitely like experienced that. So we're going to get into that. Make sure you stay connected with us 24-7 on all socials at Seal Said It. Is the video on Seal Said It, Nails? Yep, it's up on Seal Said It, yep. Perfect. All right, so y'all can actually watch the video that spawned this conversation on Seal Said It. You can give us a call, 1-855-AMANDA-8. That's 1-855-262-6328 to share any of your thoughts about any of these topics. Or, you know what, if you just want to tell us about some good news that happened to you this week. Also, you know, I want to start collecting things I learned this week by the end of the week. So all week long, if you got something that you learned this week, I want you to hit me up 1-855-AMANDA-8 so I can play it on Friday and let people know what you learned so we can put the people on because we got to be a community here. You hear me? All right. It's time to listen, laugh, and learn. See the learn part? It's in the, it's even in the motto. It's the Amanda Seals Show. This is the Amanda Seals Show. I am Amanda Seals, your favorite comedian and common sense specialist. Time to get into some black news. DJ Nails, start them off. Well, the cartel that's responsible for the two Americans that were killed over in Mexico and the other two that was injured. 
Apparently, they wrote a letter of apology, and this cartel's name is Scorpion Faction of Gulf Cartel. They condemned the violence and turned over members who were responsible for this as well. And they said that they went against the rules of the cartel, which is, quote, respecting the life and well-being of the innocent. This is a shocker to me because it's actually like the cartel turning over their own people, right? I guess for me, I was like, I didn't know that this is even a thing, especially when you're called the scorpion movement like the scorpion <laughs> faction doesn't seem like they would be much for our apologizing to folks but apparently the scorpion faction is uh putting out this apology because well apparently what goes on is that whenever like cartels issue communications to like intimidate rivals and authorities they'll try and smooth over situations that affect their business because of course with this now they done sent national guard troops and army special Mm -hmm. forces and all types of patrols out there they can't do their work so they got to do something to try and get everybody off their back so they just hit them with a strong our bad which is (laughs) not going to bring back the lives of these two people so i don't know it's it's really kind of trippy to me that this is even the way that things work but, um, you know, they definitely still have to get their drugs sold. They got to get their drugs sold and they got to get the drugs to the U.S. They can't do that when everybody's standing there like, y'all going to kill somebody else now? So they got to be like, our bad. Scorpion down. Scorpion down. <laughs> they made it hot. <laughs> so, you know. All right, so let's talk about these Oscars nails. Uh, people, yeah. they wanted Angela Bassett to win. We all did, but. Yeah, Jamie Lee Curtis beat Angela Bassett out. For Best Supporting Actress, Angela was nominated for her role as Queen Ramonda in Black Panther Wakanda Forever. I saw somebody on Twitter was like, look at the Oscars, playing in her face again. Okay, okay, I know this is a, I know y'all are going to be like, betrayal, betrayal, switch cider. But as incredible as Angela Bassett is, I saw everything everywhere all at once. And I gotta tell you, Jamie was acting. Like she really, I mean, like it's not, if you're going to lose, you didn't lose for no BS. You know Mm, what I'm saying? Like, and so I think there's some valor in that. I mean, I also think as black people, we want folks to win for like their catalog. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, We're like, Angela should win because she's been the bomb for everything. If she didn't win for for winning the hex hell and she didn't win, you know what I'm saying? So we're like, why didn't you win for all those other things? And I understand that. But in this regard, I do think that Jamie Lee Curtis did a great performance. Now, I want to preface all of this with that. I think the Oscars is a bunch of BS. (laughs) Okay, (laughs) I think it's a bunch of BS. And later on in the show, we're going to talk about how really messed up the show is. Uh, I I messed up more so the awards process is. But uh, we also loved this moment with Jonathan Majors and Michael B. Jordan when they came on stage. Hey, auntie. We love you. Mm -hmm. Auntie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love us. <laughs> mm-hmm. So even though she lost, I know it felt good to have these two fine AF brothers come on stage and be like, we love you. We see you. We acknowledge you. you hear me? I love us, man. <laughs> and somebody else who always deserves acknowledgement, Ruth E. Carter. Ruth E. Carter, y'all, is a legend. It like when it listen, when we talk about like icons and legends, a lot of times I feel like people really don't know. Ruthie Carter, she won for Best Costumes for Wakanda Forever. Nails, I'm going to tell you some of the films that Ruth E. Carter did the the costumes for, okay? Malcolm X, Mm. School Days, Crooklyn, What's Love Got to Do With It? Legendary. I'm Gonna Get You Sucker, Bamboozled, The Five Heartbeats, okay? (laughs) Like this woman here... 
She has dressed so many of the actors in the films that we have come to love for so long. So congratulations to Ruthie Carter. She won for Best Costumes for Wakanda Forever. And remember, it's not just the costumes for the, you know, the African characters. Like, them them characters, the Neymar and all of them, like... And she did that. <laughs> she did that. <laughs> and I think there's also something to be said for like creating costumes for the for folks underwater, you know, and like what mm. that means. Um, and so I think that's a whole different element of mastery. So congrats to Ruthie Carter for taking home the award. And, uh, you know, Angela didn't get it this time. But, you know, I don't trust these. I don't really trust these awards anyway. <laughs> I don't trust them. So. Uh, but we got more Oscars talk as the day goes on. So stick around for that when we get back. We're going to talk about Kirk Franklin says we got to take black names back to the old school. Well, Ruth is definitely an old school black name. <laughs> Ruth. All right. We're going to talk about Ruth and Geraldine and Clarence when we get back to the Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. Welcome back to the Amanda Seals Show. I'm Amanda Seals right here with DJ Nails. Now, Nails. Yep. We both grew up in the South, but you from the South, 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 South. Mm-hmm. Okay, you from Miami. And I feel like, you know what? Maybe it's not even a South thing. I think it's just an old black thing. Like there's just certain names that come from like old blackness, right? Yeah. Now, yep. Kirk Franklin recently had a granddaughter and he took to the internets to share this with us. <laughs> my daughter just gave birth to my second grandchild. Beautiful little girl named Levi. Levi's beautiful, but I told my daughter that I think to save the next generation, we need to go back. We need to go back to real names. The baby should have been named Betty. (laughs) Phyllis. Geraldine. Ruby. See, 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 we moved too far. You know what I'm saying? You know, we we, we need some more Charlene's. You know, we, we've got to take it back if we're going to change I the world. I don't really. <laughs> Bring back Johnny May. Jeanette. Russ said Johnny May. <laughs> I don't know if he's serious or if he's joking. I don't know. I don't know. Seriously joking. (laughs) Cause he kept a straight face through this whole thing. And this whole, this set off a whole discussion on what real names make you think of, right? Cause them names like Geraldine and Shirley May and you know, John and May, like those names make you think of church, hard candies (laughs) and a purse. They make you think of a good clean house. You know, they make you think of somebody that can really rustle, rustle something up in the kitchen, not make you something, but rustle something up in a kitchen. And I just thought, you know, I don't agree with him, though. Like, <laughs> Think about it. Names is is a real big thing. And it's definitely been a, a journey in blackness. Right. I mean, we definitely went through like the realization that so many of our last names were attached to slave owners. And so then mm-hmm. people was like, well, screw that. Like, I'm just going to make it an X or I'm going to make a whole new name. Like I had a boyfriend whose last name was something his daddy just made up. He just made it up. <laughs> You know, like he was like, yeah, this is our last name now. (laughs) And that was that. Um, Then we have the whole idea of the fact that like we have the the unique black names and the the reality that that can keep you from getting certain jobs in white America, et cetera. But I don't think that should make us go back. No, at all. 
You know, <laughs> I don't know. That's how, I don't think that's how we're going to change the world. No, what t- are some names? What are some <laughs> real names that you think of that you can think of, uh, Nails? Some of them real names, like my grandma, Violet, uh, <laughs> Susie. <laughs> Evelyn, <laughs> I got a I got a, a great auntie named Tootsie. <laughs> we call her Auntie Tootsie. <laughs> and then this name right here just reminded me of just the, the the plastic that's on the floor in the house from the living room all the way to the front door. Cheryl, Cheryl oh, Lynn. Wow. <laughs> wow! Wow! The plastic on the floor is real. The plastic on the floor was real because it was just like, what was the point of the carpet? Mm-hmm. What was the point? Why did we even get the carpet if we're going to put the plastic on the whole? And it was thick, thick, thick plastic. You can hear, I can hear the sound of it uh, right now. One of Some my of grandma, my, my old school names. I, one of my grandma old friends, her name Irma, <laughs> she had the plastic on the couch. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Irma's a good one. Irma, and I feel like Irma also crosses over to old school in the Caribbean. Because y'all got to understand, there's a whole other flavor of quote unquote real names in the Caribbean, okay? Real names like Netta, okay? Mm. Like Dolly. There was a lot of Dollies. I remember having Tanti Dolly and then that Tanti Dolly from up the road and then Tanti Dolly from down the road. So those are two Dollies in close proximity that are up and down a road. Then there's <laughs> Delroy. Delroy is a strong one. Augustine. Anslem. Ooh. Anslem was always a real. That was when you know, like, oh, wait, what island you from when you see a slim? Because if they, the nickname is slim, but it comes from Anslem. So, you know, I feel like black folks, we got that, you know, diasporically. I wonder what some some African old school names, you know, would be because they like well, when we talk about old school, we talking about, you know, the tribe going back centuries. Yeah. Right. So I would love <laughs> to hear what that is. So anywho, love y'all. Love y'all telling us uh, your thoughts on things. So hit us up and tell us your favorite real names. And also, by the way, nails like I cannot imagine looking down at a baby. And being like Geraldine, <laughs> like, <laughs> or be that's Percy like so I feel cute. like you gotta put that baby in glasses. <laughs> it's weird. It's weird. Kirk Franklin never knew Kirk Franklin could be so funny, but I don't even know if he was trying to be funny. But y'all hit us up with your favorite real names and what they remind you of. Now coming up next, we gonna talk some family relationships. I'm sure they got a couple real names in these families. Someone on the internet talking about their parents never showed up for them and they want to share their story uh, on the internet and we're going to share it with y'all and I know a lot of y'all may relate so stick around right here being Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. We're just going to get right into this. This story's been floating around the internet where this person shared on a podcast about how their parents never showed up for them because they always showed up for their sister instead. My parents for years cancel on me last minute because of my sister. I have a basketball game. Oops, sorry sister doesn't feel like going out. I'm graduating. Oops, sister had a bad day at work. The day of my wedding, I received a voicemail from my mom saying she couldn't come because my sister's dog was sick and she was upset. I was hurt. My best man, however, is a jokester. He took my phone, then went to my fiance and asked if he could post a video of our wedding as a gift. The post caption was, my best friend, He's an amazing person, even if his parents never showed up for him. The sound behind the video was my mom's voicemail explaining how they couldn't come because my sister's dog was sick. My dad told me to take the video down. It was just a bad night for them and that they will make it up for me and my wife for not coming. My reply was exactly, how do you make up my wedding? Oh my God. How do you make up a wedding? 
kidding. How? I have a friend who's had this exact same situation where their parents all the time were just like, oh, your sister, your sister, your sister, your sister. But I've heard, you know, I'm not a parent, so I've heard this, that as parents of multiple siblings or multiple children, I should say, you're only as happy as your unhappiest child. Mm. So there's always, I feel like for, for some parents, there's just kind of like this... I got to take care of this one because you're going to be all right. But you're neglecting the other one. There's And in this case, there's, there's two of them. There's a, there's a mother and a father. So I feel like you can say, okay, I'm going to stay here with Susie and you go over there with Derek. And, and it sounds like consistently neglecting one of them and, and always catering to the other one. Hell, I wouldn't have took it down. I would have pinned that damn post up on my social media timeline. Exactly. Pin it up. Like a post up, okay? Pin it up like a Jet Beauty of the Week on the pin on the Because <laughs> I'm sorry, I do not understand how people can think they can just treat you like that. Well, you know what I do understand because a lot of parents feel like, well, I'm your parent, so I can kind of treat you any old way, and you're gonna have to accept it because I'm the parent. And, you know, this is a new time, a new era. And a lot of awakenings are happening for a lot of people where they're just like, I don't care who you are. If you're harmful or toxic to me, you got to go or you at least got to step far back. Yep. You know, so what do you guys think? Hit us up one eight five five two six two six three two eight. Should they have taken the post down? Should they have taken the post down or should they have kept it up? And, you know, if you want to share, you know, your thoughts on what you think that dynamic is really about, you know, if you've been in that situation or if you've had to catch yourself doing that, you know, I know it can be hard to have two kids, especially if one of them is special needs or maybe developmentally challenged, etc. Like, how do you really make sure that they're OK and the other? other one is okay without losing the balance hit us up 1-855-AMANDA-8 that's 1-855-262-6328 and let us know your thoughts we love your phone calls and your thoughts so we're gonna take some more of those calls when we come back right here to the amanda seal show the amanda seal show we up we up we up mcdonald's is not new to chicken so maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Thanks so much for listening to the Amanda Seal Show. And we always love when you stay connected with us, whether it's social media at Seal Said It or it's on these phone lines at 855-AMANDA-8, 855-262-6328. Let's get you on, uh, to your comments real quick over here on the phone lines. Would you marry someone who was unemployed? 75% of women said no. 855-AMANDA-8. What would you say? Hi, Amanda. This is Asia. I would like to comment on your topic. Would you marry someone who was unemployed? Generally speaking, I would say no. However, there are circumstances where I would consider it being that the person had a specific skill set or um, had been in um, the workforce for a very long time. They had like shifts in the company um, personnel and just things happen. So um, I can't really say yes or no, but I would definitely consider the circumstances and as long as that person was actively seeking employment and had like a substantial amount in their savings account, I mean, maybe. <laughs> she said maybe. I mean, maybe. <laughs> maybe. You know, listen, I think it's really just to each their own. Um, the irony of this is that, right, I, I feel like this is very gender based. Like, I don't feel like a lot of men would care 
if the girl or the woman, the woman, I should say, in their life doesn't have a job. <laughs> true. That's that's true. That's true. Because a lot of men who listen, I think they, some they, men would prefer. Yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> it's just I think this generation right now, like, you know, how we had this conversation on previous episodes of the show where people were like what the definition of a man is. And a lot of the men were saying that they were the provider of the household, et cetera. So, you know. That says it right there. Well, we love hearing from y'all. So what do you have to add? Hit us up. 1-855-262-6328. Well, speaking of employment and jobs and, you know, going after your passion, sometimes you got to do a step before you get to actually get monetizing your passion. And, you know, once upon a time that was interning and there's different ways about going about that. Well, here at uh, my Smart, Funny and Black production company, we do a residency every year where we give folks the opportunity to work with others in different creative spaces. They You get the opportunity to not only network, you get the opportunity to have master classes with professionals in those spaces. You also get to build up your own portfolio and you get the opportunity to possibly get hired by my company, Smart, Funny and Black productions and this is done remotely so you don't have to be in los angeles to apply if you are curious about being a part of the smart funny and black productions residency program all you got to do is go to amandaseals.com and apply now you should know that the deadline is march 31st and the three different categories are graphic arts digital marketing editing and comedy writing so come through get some time Look at the application and, you know, maybe it's something that you want to do. I think a lot of and the, and just a side note before we even go forward, um, a lot of folks who have done the residency program, it's not even like they're looking for a full career in this space. It may be something that just interests them. Like last residency, we had a dude that works for the FBI. Now, mind you, we didn't know that till the end. So he may have been an op. But... Yes. <laughs> Anyways, remember to go to amandaseals.com and apply for the Smart Funny and Black Productions residency program. We'll be right here with more Amanda Seals show when we get back. We're going to be talking about a pastor who's talking about Lil Uzi Vert. What is with the church and these musicians? The Amanda Seals show. We up, we up, we up. We show i'm amanda seals welcome to the show i'm your favorite comedian and common sense specialist shout out to everybody who came out to my shows this week i had a lot of shows in la this week and uh at the last show i did at the ice house in pasadena there was a woman in there with one of my not today not the one shirts so that made me feel really good she was like repping hard repping you know what's interesting though nails is like i just spent six months on the road in front of like my audiences which are predominantly black women And so right now, though, I'm in front of like predominantly white male audiences. It's white men and women. Yeah, because you're in L.A. and you're just doing, you know, the comedy clubs. That's who be at the comedy clubs. And it's really like I'm (laughs) you really have to commit to like y'all are not going to make me change my material. I swear y'all are not going to change my material. But if you're black and you're in L.A., come on out to a comedy club and diversify these rooms, man. (laughs) Diversify these rooms because it'd be like three of us in there. And I'd be talking to those three like, okay, hold on, y'all. Let me just talk to these three right here. But nonetheless, they were really fun shows and I was able to get a lot of jokes off and get things going. So big ups to everyone who came out. All right. 
What do we got for Black Eared News? Well, this shocker right here in South Carolina, their house just okayed a hate crime bill and it's on its way to the Senate now. I just am kind of surprised. Like, I when I read the headline, because we all, y'all, we get like a run of show with like the, the stories that we're going to talk about when I got it. I was like, oh, this must mean that they're going to do a bill about hating people. <laughs> Because it's South Carolina, so I was like, Shocker. "Yeah, that that must be what this is. That must be this." So as I was very, I was very surprised to see that it's a hate crime bill. So we're going to tell you all more about that and uh, get into the ins and outs of it. We also got more Oscars for you. And uh, another Atlanta pastor. <laughs> it's another pastor who's going off on an artist that everybody's loving right now. This pastor speaking out against Lil Uzi Vert, saying that he's satanic. And we'll, we'll, we'll break down exactly what he said and let you hear it from his mouth. I just feel like these pastors is really trying to go viral. And they're just <laughs> saying stuff for clickbait. That's just, I, I know, I know, I know. But nonetheless, those are my thoughts. We also got the Big Up Let Down. So you know I got to share my Big Up, Big Up Let Down thoughts with you when we come back with that. So stick around to find out who's going to get the props, who's going to get the blows today. Now remember, if you miss any of the show, you can listen to our daily podcast wherever you get your podcasts, all right? And you can also listen to my podcast, Small Doses, wherever you get your podcast. Because you know, Small Doses, we come out every week. We're on the Urban One Podcast Network. And it's really actually um, a great opportunity on Small Doses for y'all to just hear stories from different folks. So we have a Small Doses break later in the hour where I'll tell y'all about this week's guest. We had uh, the lovely Shirley Rains. She works on Skid Row every day and uh, she is dealing with the houseless community out there and really doing her thing. So stick around to find out about her on the episode or if you are about to get out your car, you can always listen to Small Doses uh, and watch the episode on YouTube at Amanda Seals TV. All right, we got more show for you. Don't go anywhere. It's the Amanda Seals Show. Welcome back to the Amanda Seals Show. It's Amanda Seals here, your favorite comedian and common sense specialist. And uh, uh, we have some good news from a southern state. South Carolina of all. It's a shocker, too, man. That house just passed a hate crime bill with bipartisan support. 79 in favor of it and 29 against it. And South Carolina is one of three states that don't have a hate crime bill. And it goes to the Senate next. This is a shocker. Shocker. (laughs) Truly. Uh, I definitely was very shocked when I saw this because, you know, South Carolina is one of them states that was like fighting to fly the Confederate flag. They were like, no, we should be able to ride the Confederate flag. You know, remember it was Bree Newsom, Bree Newsom, who at 30 years old in 2015 was arrested for taking down the Confederate flag that was displayed on the grounds of the South Carolina State House. Um, You know, I think at the end of the day, we are going to always applaud when positive things happen, especially when they happen on paper. Uh, I want to see how this actually ends up being upheld. I'm also very curious as to why they even went along with this. You know, we've seen the Republicans on the Oversight Committee in the in Congress refuse to sign a paper that says that they don't support white nationalism or or white right. supremacy. Yep. Yep. So now the bill is going to move to the South Carolina Senate for consideration. So we'll see what happens with that. Uh, Let's get into more Oscar talk. Because, you know, y'all come to hear me talk about the things that other folks ain't talking about. And I want to just talk a little bit about the fashion. Now, let me just tell y'all, I'm going to really go in on the fashion on my Patreon, the Amandaverse. I'm always giving you all a full fashion commentary on my Amandaverse about these awards. So we did an NAACP awards fashion breakdown. We did a Grammys fashion breakdown. We also do an Oscar 
breakdown. But I'm gonna give you a little preview right here. Now, nails. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna show you some looks, and the people can't see the looks, but they're gonna hear your reaction. Okay. All so right. when you see this dress on Janelle Monet, reaction. <laughs> to the Oscars? That <laughs> y'all said to, to, to the Oscars? You feel like it's too much skin? You feel like it's too much skin? Yeah. It's like it's it's like a what what's that? A halter top? Is that is that what that is? It's a bustier with a little bottom. I mean, listen, I feel like it's it's its own. You know, Janelle is giving you her own flavor all the time. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Like the bottom is orange and she got a bustier at the top. But really what I think she's doing is saying, I'm just wearing whatever I want because I'm Janelle. All right. I'm going to give you another one. What does Nail say when he sees this? And I'm going to describe it to y'all. Okay. Okay. Tim's. Okay. Okay. Is that a cloud that she's wearing? There you go. Thames is rocking uh, this very uh, couture. It's by Lever Couture outfit. It's not an outfit. Let me not disrespect her like that. It's a dress, but it looks like art. It looks like some Met Ball stuff, y'all. She looks like she is coming out of a Q-tip. That's what it looks like. But, it's, yeah, but I'm, I don't want to disrespect it in that way. It's actually much more glamorous than that. It's giving you a full leg. I love her jewelry. I love her makeup. And I really love that at the end of the day, when we show up to an award show, we give it to them. Okay. OK, mm-hmm. the black folks come through and we're like, I know you're not going to give us an award. I'm still going to give you a look. Now, someone who was also at the awards, of course, Jonathan Majors. Now, Jonathan Majors, I don't know why, but he keeps walking around with a cup. OK, he keeps walking around with a cup and he was even at the awards with this daggone cup. And I'm just like, why is Jonathan Majors always carrying a cup? Well, apparently he says that he always carries around a cup because He feels that he should always have a vessel with him. He said, it's become a thing for me to always have my own vessel to kind of move through the world with. It holds the taste, the smell, the essence of the beverage you had last. Mm, Y'all, come on, y'all. If you got Hennessy in your cup, just say you got Hennessy in your cup, Jonathan. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, he was at the Oscars with a daggone cup. I mean, I don't know. I don't know where they was at or what they were smoking when they decided like, yeah, that's going to be your thing. You're going to bring a cup everywhere you go. You're going to have a cup. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I guess it's good for the environment. So we'll just chalk it up to that. Okay, we'll chalk it up to that. Coming up next, somebody who doesn't have a cup, but definitely has a collection plate that they trying to fill by going by. Is this pastor who was talking about that folks listening to Lil Uzi is going to hell? We're going to tell you who and tell you what we think about it when we come back to the Amanda Seals Show. The Amanda Seals Show. We up, we up, we up. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome back to the Amanda Seals Show. Amanda Seals here and uh, Atlanta Pastor. Wow. <laughs> they be talking about everything but God. Talking about weed. They be talking about Beyonce. They're talking about praying for criminals to not rob the congregation. <laughs> and now, talking about Lil Uzi? Yeah, Lil Uzi Vert was performing at Rolling Loud, and this pastor saw that video where he was, like, basically demanding the crowd, say, yo, y'all with me right now. We all going to hell together. Listen to this. Uzi, the greatest, one of the greatest 
um, uh, artist now it's called Uzi what did he say <laughs> he said I already know all of you you're going to hell with me on stage hundreds and thousands are celebrating with him he said the rapture has already happened and I'm going to hell with you and guess what you'll be tuning in to Uzi for what you are going to hell in a basket he knows everybody who is going to listen to my music is going to hell. <laughs> you hear the crowd in the background. He's just trying to go viral. <laughs> He's just trying to go viral. He's talking about everybody listening to music going to hell. He's just trying to go viral. What is with this music that they are playing behind it? <laughs> All this drama. You know what's interesting to me, too? What's interesting to me, too, is that, you know, so much of the Bible is about uh, interpretation. You know, it's about applying things in a, a allegorical way. When we say allegory, what we mean is kind of like a fable, right? Like this is a story that is teaching you about, you know, uh, how to be a good person by telling a story. Like Jonah wasn't really in a whale. You know what I'm saying? Like Daniel wasn't really in the lion's den. Okay. Like uh, Noah didn't really have only two animals on it. Like these are allegories, but whenever certain pastors or certain churchgoers see fit, they want to take the Bible literally. And then other ways they're like, Oh no, no, no. But they didn't mean it. Like they don't mean that literally. And so I just feel like there's like no consistency when, when little Uzi Vert is doing this, he's performing. And at the end of the day, y'all, it is looking real rapture these days. Real rapturous, you know, but people be so afraid of anyone saying the devil, the devil is like, well, the devil started out as an angel. You know what I'm saying? So and, and he don't even know, like Lil Uzi Vert probably could have tried been. He probably was doing the same thing that this pastor doing, saying something to go viral because he's on stage at Rolling Loud. And you know what? People are just really willing to say whatever to go viral. That's something I've also noticed yep. nails. Like they yep. will say whatever. They don't mean it. They don't even mean it. They don't mean it. They're just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just saying this. Y'all know I don't mean that. Love you. Like that's how it works really be. Well, pastor, you got your way because we're here on the Amanda Seal Show talking about you. And your dramatic violins in the background. I should have gave him the let down. I should have gave him the let down. When we come back, we got the big up let down. Big up, big up. Let down. So I'm going to give out some props for some dopeness and some blows for some whackness. Stick around to find out who are going to be the recipients right here on the Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. It's time for the big up let down on the Amanda Seal Show. Yo, welcome back to the Amanda Seals Show. I am Nails, and that is Amanda Seals. You can listen to previous episodes of the podcast wherever you get your podcast. Just type in the Amanda Seals Show. Now, right now on the show, it is time for the Big Up Letdown, where we're about to salute somebody for doing something super dope and Somebody lame is about to get the let down. Let's kick it off, Amanda. All right, today's big up, big up. goes to People Magazine. Now, let me tell you, People Magazine put up an article about Colin Kaepernick. And Colin Kaepernick was being real honest about just how it was very difficult to get in touch with his black side when he was raised by his white adoptive family. 
that they would say certain things and, you know, kind of do certain things that made him feel like he couldn't be proud of his black side. Like he was saying that like his mom, his adopted mom said that when he had cornrows, he looked like a thug, you know, things like Mm. this when a child doesn't have the context of their culture, of their ethnicity can definitely be very damaging. So he was talking about that. And so people were in the comments snails of the article as it posted online, talking real spicy, real crazy as they do and just being really nasty. Okay. Saying things like, "Mm, what an ungrateful, disloyal piece of crap. The big up goes to People Magazine, who very much has a saucy, spicy social media person because they were responding, honey, okay? And they were backing Cap. The response to that one was, it must be hard for you that Facebook won't let you post the N-word. We'll keep you in our thoughts during this time. (laughs) I was like, okay, People Magazine. Then someone else posted, Are you effing kidding me? You racist piece of crap magazine contacting your offices to file a formal complaint against whomever is moronic enough to run your social media and make a comment like that. And then the response was from, quote unquote, people's offices. Hi there. We just received your formal complaint. Unfortunately, we have to delete it due to all of the racial slurs. Please try again sometime. I mean, listen, we love Petty. We love hashtag Petty for the people. So good on you, People Magazine. You get the... Big up, big up. All right. Cut that real quick as we get into the... Let down. All right, so this story has become really blown up this week where a lot of us are finding out about this woman named Shantiri Weems who actually shot her husband, James Weems, a former cop, uh, when it was discovered that he was (sighs) molesting the students at the daycare that they ran. The letdown goes to the reporter who asked her this in an interview. How did, how did, could you bring yourself to pull the trigger on your own husband? I snapped. I trusted my husband fully. We were both supposed to be on this crusade of saving children. And child molestation is something that we talked about all the time. About how horrible it was. How horrible it was, yes. The first shot was in the neck. Yes. And then you shot him in the leg. Yes. So you had to think about it between those two shots, right? You said at the hearing that you were sorry. I regret it. Would you go so far as to apologize to your husband? Now, if you're in your car or you wherever you're listening, I know you made the same face me and Nails just made, which is say what? Why is this reporter asking this woman if she should if she's going to apologize to her husband? Why would she apologize for her husband? If anything, she should be apologizing to the kids for not actually taking him out of way out because he's still alive. Actually, right. the husband is still alive and he was charged with something like 33 counts. OK, of molestation. And she found out about this because one of her students talked to the parent and the parent, of course, then told her and she went and confronted her husband and shot him. I think this woman is a hero. This woman has to, she was being put on the spot with this reporter being asking her like, oh, you know, why would you do it? Da, 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 da. Get, as if it's more important that he's her husband than the fact that he's an actual child molester and a menace to society. GTFOH. OK, you get the let down. 
Now, uh, Tamika Mallory of Until Freedom, you know, she is a freedom fighter and somebody who really works on a regular basis to find ways to help folks in the community. Uh, she actually, on her Instagram page, is talking about ways in which people can come together to help Shantiri Weems. Because the reality is, is, now that this story is out, nails, a lot of people are like, she shouldn't even be in prison. Okay? She got sentenced to four years for this. And she, she should not be in prison. She should not be in prison. So that being said, uh, you know, shout out to Shantiri Reams and uh, a letdown goes to this reporter who really should at least be suspended for just a whack interview. I just, right. I'm putting that, I'm just putting that on record. He should just get suspended for whackness. You talking about apologize to him. Me and your face was like, what? Both of us. Exactly. <laughs> Anyways, what do y'all think? Give us a call 1-855-AMANDA-8 about either of these, the big up or the letdown. Give me a call 1-855-AMANDA-8. That is 1-855-262-6328. Stay right here. We got more of the Amanda Seal Show coming up. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. <laughs> Yo, welcome back. It's the Amanda Seals Show. I'm Nails. That is Amanda Seals right here. Listen, we're about to go over here to uh, the phone lines real quick at 855-AMANDA-8. Again, 855-262-6328. If you're listening on the podcast, you can listen to older episodes. Maybe you'll hear something that you want to chime in on. Maybe you had a situation where we're talking about a story and you actually have a story that relates to that. You can call us up and chime in at 855-AMANDA-8. That's 855-262-6328. Let's go to the phones right, uh, phone lines right now because this conversation about marrying someone who is unemployed is really deep. Hey, Amanda, this is Lori, and I'm calling to respond to your question about whether or not um, I would marry someone that's unemployed. And I have to say, absolutely not. Um, employment has to do with, you know, affects a person's self-esteem um, and their, um, you know, just their mm-hmm. mental well-being. And so if he's not in a good place, um, it's not confident and not able to sustain itself, then we, that would not be a good fit for me. And I don't believe that other women should marry a man that's unemployed either. She told y'all what to do, too. She said, and I don't think y'all should marry an unemployed man either. How about that? <laughs> for your well-being. Listen, you know, she's not wrong, though. And I want to hear from some brothers, because what we're really hearing is that this is very specifically, would you marry a man that's not unemployed? Right. I feel like that's how the conversation is leaned. And I want to hear from the brothers, you know, uh, would you get married if you were unemployed uh, be- or would you marry a woman who was unemployed? Because nails, I was telling you, I feel like they wouldn't care. And I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. Give me a call, 1-855-262-6328, 1-855-262-6328. Before we get into the next hour, I want to let everybody know that you can get your tickets to Smart, Funny, and Black, my black culture comedy game show in Los Angeles on May 18th. It's going down at the Novo. Get your tickets at amandaseals.com. We get two Funny black folks that you know and love. So it's going to be two folks that you know and love that will be on stage. I ain't going to tell you who yet. I ain't going to tell you who yet. But they come on stage and they compete in games that test their knowledge of black culture, black history, and the black experience. We got a live band and we got an even liver audience. And you should be a part of that audience. So if you're going to be in L.A. on May 18th and you know where to be with us at the Novo celebrating our blackness like we always do at every Smart, Funny, and Black show. Get your tickets at AmandaSeals.com. Now coming up next hour, we're going to talk about a college student working at a Massachusetts mall who's a scammer 
And we're going to get into more of that when we get back. We also got to talk about the Dominion and Fox case because that has definitely been unfolding in a very interesting way. So all of that coming at you right here on the Amanda Seal Show. Don't move. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. We ain't nobody's fool. No. We shaking up the system. Rewrite unwritten rules. Come on. We speak the I know some of y'all are like, why is it your favorite day of the week? Well, one, I get to do what I love. And also, I feel like Mondays are always just like a fresh new opportunity for good things to happen. So shout out to everybody starting their Monday off right with us here at the Amanda Seals Show. I'm your favorite comedian and common sense specialist, Amanda Seals. And big ups to everybody who has been listening to my podcast, Small Doses. Uh, a little later in the hour, we will have a clip from this week's episode. Remember, you can watch Small Doses every Thursday. New episodes that go up on YouTube, Amanda Seals TV. So make sure you check that out. Nails, um, <laughs> Black Hearing News, we got some we got some things for the people. Yeah, we got an update on Dominion versus Fox News. Dominion is putting their foot on Fox's neck. Wait till you hear what they're asking Fox to do. Mm-hmm. Stick around for that because they are not playing games. Uh, somebody was playing games with some credit cards, though. Yeah, <laughs> and dumb criminal news. We got a college student that was working over in Massachusetts in the mall. She scammed. I'm going to tell you a lot of money. We won't tell you the exact amount right now because when you hear it, you'll probably slam on your brakes. <laughs> <laughs> and we don't want that to happen, but she was doing a lot. She was doing a lot. The Little Mermaid trailer premiered last night at the Oscars, and we got the first real glimpse of that long-awaited film. Now, let me tell you, Nails, people on the Internet, whenever we've seen these little mini trailers and little pictures, everyone's like, God dang, it's going to be real dark. We got to squint to see it. We're going to have to squint. Well, I'm going to tell y'all after seeing the trailer, what is the actual tea? Are we going to be squinting? Is it going to be really dark or is it going to be a pleasant surprise? Stick around to find out. Then, of course, we're going to get into the small dose segment that I referenced a little earlier about uh, Shirley Rains. Shirley Rains, people know her on Instagram as Beauty to the Streets, and she is called the mother of Skid Row. So we're going to talk about that episode and play a little clip from it when we get back. So don't go anywhere. This is the Amanda Seals Show. Listen, laugh, and learn. Welcome back, y'all. This is the Amanda Seals Show. I am Amanda Seals, and uh, Fox is on some, they're in some situation now. I think I think this could actually turn into something else. Big situation. So Dominion is applying, applying pressure right now. So the voting machine company that's already in court with Fox News over spreading false information about the 2020 election, in which Fox acknowledged in court, but Dominion is asking them in a letter to apologize on the air, retract the lie, and tell the truth to all of their listeners. That is so necessary to happen because Nails, it's Fox viewers and then the rest of us. Fox viewers don't watch nothing but Fox. So if it ain't on Fox, it doesn't exist for them. That's why they're so easily brainwashed and misled. And they really be like saying these things like it's the facts because that's their only source. I think the other thing that needs to happen is that Fox should no longer be able to call 
themselves Fox News. This is an egregious, like egregious miscarriage of media. Okay, it has been proven like unequivocally that Fox chose to make lies up about an election for the sake of money, because that's what happened. Nails. The reality is that their viewers. So when the election happened, Fox basically was saying, yeah, Biden won and their viewership was going down. People were turning it off. And when they looked at the ratings, they were like, well, if we say that Biden won, then we're not going to be able to get our viewership the same way. So we might as well just go along with this farce that this president is saying. And now they have the text supporting that. Now they have the texts supporting that. And I think they shouldn't be able to be called Fox News anymore. Like when you see like great drink, orange drink, the reason why it's called drink and not juice is because it's not made of any real juice. So that's important. Names are important. Fox should not be called Fox News. It's not telling news. Like you say, what's your favorite type of messy? Mayo. Mayo messy. <laughs> My favorite. All right, what we got next? Yeah, let's go into this 19-year-old LaSalle University college student. She worked at a, in a mall in Massachusetts, and she used her position to create some fraudulent returns and refunds to a credit card. And then she pocketed the money. And listen to this, Ariel Foster, that's her name. She made eight transactions for over $500,000. She bought a Tesla, did flights, had a vacation to Hawaii, was buying Louis, all kinds of stuff. She was comfortable. And she did this before at a previous job. Come on now. (laughs) Listen, okay. I feel like y'all scammers, y'all criminals, Got to get your ambition in check. That's where y'all be going left. Y'all be like, I think I could do a little more. I think I could do a little more. Because don't nobody nails. Nobody starts at doing the $500,000 scams. This For is real? Ocean's <laughs> 11, Ocean's 13, Ocean's 8 situation. Okay, this is a skill right here. And I don't know why, but y'all just be getting way too, mm, I got to rob one more bank. You know what I'm saying? I got to do one more Credit card. You know, the lady who had stolen all the chicken wings in the high school. I got to get one bag. Like, ah. Just like, get your ambitions in check. That's what gets you in the most trouble. Not even the crime. It's the fact that you don't stop yourself from doing the next crime. But you know what I'm saying? This is going to be really problematic on her record. So now she got to be a scammer for life. You were all the way in, in college. And now you got to be a scammer for life. Unless, unless you become a city girl. And do OnlyFans. Hello. (laughs) There's options. Coming up next, the Little Mermaid trailer premiered. And we got the first real glimpse of what this long-awaited movie is going to look like starring Ms. Halle Bailey. We're going to talk about it next when we get back to the Amanda Seals Show. The Amanda Seals Show. We up, we up, we up. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome back to the Amanda Seals Show. I am Amanda Seals, and I am really excited about the Little Mermaid live action film nails. 
Very yeah, you're exciting. a big Disney fan. I mean, you're, I mean <laughs> you grew up as a big Disney fan, too. You worked there, too. <laughs> yes, I worked there. I, I mean, this is my childhood, right? Like, Little Mermaid is my childhood. And we've seen the live action films, and, you know, some of them have been better than others. But, you know, Avatar came out, and then Wakanda Forever, and now here's another underwater movie. Yeah, yeah. Right? Now, everybody online has been worried about, like, is it going to be really dark? Because I don't know about you nails, but I feel like the, the trailer that I've been seeing, the shorter ones and the pictures, it's kind of looks a little like the last season of G- Game of Thrones where everybody was like, we can't even see what's happening. We can't see what's happening. I was very pleasant surprise nails. I was very pleasant surprised to see that actually it is not dark. It is not dark people. Whoa, it is okay. not dark. You think about the Little Mermaid, like she's under the sea. She's under that sea, you oh. know. And there's coral, and there's like flood, you know. There's there's fish and all these bright colors. So like that's what we would expect to see. And they, I don't know about y'all, but when I saw that trailer, I saw the glimpses, and I was like, oh my gosh, it is gonna be really festive like that. And another good thing that we saw in this trailer is that Holly Bailey is really singing. She ain't singing. She sang in these songs. Honey, honey. <laughs> she's hitting notes, okay? She's hitting notes. She's giving you vibrato. She's giving you the tunes. I mean, this is going to be a really dope soundtrack to also own. And as somebody who knows The Little Mermaid backwards and forwards from the original film, it's great that a new generation is going to get to hear the same music, but sung in a whole new way with some soul behind it. And they get to see a black mermaid they get to get the black mermaid barbie doll like they get to get all the things so you know even though we're watching this country barrel head first towards fascism we gonna get a black mermaid yes we are we gonna get a black mermaid the movie is in theaters in may i believe right it's in theaters in may so we will keep you posted about that now coming up next uh we got my small doses segment we're gonna talk about my podcast this week's episode we took it down to skid row we're gonna talk to miss shirley rains when we get back stick around right here to the amanda seal show the Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. We back here on the Amanda Seal Show on this Monday. I am Nails. That's Amanda Seals. And shout out to you for listening on the radio. And if you're listening on your podcast, wherever you get your podcast, you can actually type in Amanda's other podcast called Small Doses. And this week's episode, Amanda, um, it's called Side Effects of Skid Row. And your guest was a sister named Shirley Rains. How does she fit in with Skid Row? So Shirley Rains is this dope sister who has a uh, page on Instagram called Beauty to the Streets. And originally she started out going to Skid Row to just help because she was going through a very, very, very difficult time in her life. And she had lost her child. She had lost, I think Mm -hmm. her child was like five years old. She lost her child. And so she was going through a very difficult time. And she met somebody who was like, well, come out here and help me feed the houseless community out here. And so she came out there to help and she just never left. Like she made it her life's work to help the people out in Skid Row. For those who don't know, Skid Row is a huge houseless community in Los Angeles and downtown Los Angeles. It's a tent city. And, you know, it's got a lot of folks down there who are dealing with addiction, who are dealing with uh, mental illness, who are dealing with domestic violence. You know, there's full families Mm. down there. And so she went down there and started doing people's makeup, which I thought was interesting. And I was like, well, why? And she said, because just because people don't have nothing doesn't mean they don't feel something. People want to feel good. They want to feel like themselves. You know what I'm saying? They want to feel pretty. And so she started doing people's makeup. And then you had people who were going to job interviews and such. And they wanted to feel like they looked their best for the job interviews. So she was doing that. And then she got a van and she started feeding people out of the van. 
And she said something that I thought was so poignant. And she was like, you know, when people come to my van, I don't want them to come to my van feeling like they need to be ashamed. I want them to leave feeling like they were loved. And she really just interacts with people in a way that is just so, I mean, honestly, Nails, it's not even like, wow, but it's just like, she's so humane. Like she's just speaking to people so regular. And I feel like so Mm. often it just feels so dramatized. When we see people speaking to the houseless community, it's a kind of like a, oh, do you need anything? Like like they're so fragile. Yeah. And she just has a uniqueness about her. And so in this clip uh, on Small Doses, we actually ended up taking it from not her just talking about the work that she does with the houseless community, but talking about the work that she should be doing on herself. Check it out. Then I never got therapy. I never, you know. Have did, you since? No, I've never been to therapy. Why? I am that pot that's been boiling for so long. I fear if you take that lid off, it will just explode. Oh, so these are the lies you tell yourself. So Nails, earlier in the episode, she was like, people lie to themselves all the time saying that they want to be houseless. They want to be off the grid. And she was like, that's BS. That's the things we tell ourselves because we're scared. So I mm. took that opportunity. When she said she didn't want to go to therapy and, you know, she's afraid. I said, well, let me take her words and bring it back to her for her own good. And she was like, how are you going to hold up that mirror? How are you going to hold up that mirror? But you know what? We ended up having this really, really, really impactful and beautiful conversation. I hope you all take a chance to listen to it. People have said this is one of their favorite episodes of the show. And we've been doing the show for five years. so That means a lot. But it definitely speaks a lot to the reality that, um, You know, there's a whole houseless community out here in this nation that a lot of people don't think about. And she talks a lot about that. And then for those of us who are still working our way into getting into therapy and, you know, we think, well, if I go help these people over here, then that's going to heal me. She really ends up talking about the ways in which that that doesn't necessarily turn out. So I think this could be a really impactful episode for you guys if you're listening. So make sure you take a listen to Small Doses, Side Effects of Skid Row. You know, new episodes come out every Wednesday on podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. And you can watch new episodes every Thursday at... Amanda Seals TV on YouTube and we have bonus content. If you're really into it, you're like, I'm not, I haven't gotten enough. Then you can go to my Patreon, the Amandaverse.com. All right. Now coming up next, your comments on what Melly Mel, Melly Mel said about Eminem <laughs> on the Billboard Top 50 Rappers of All Time list. Stick around. We got some calls on it when we come back right here to the Amanda Seals Show. The Amanda Seals Show. We up, we up, we up. Welcome back. Welcome back. Horrible singing. Horrible singing right there. It's the Amanda Seal Show. Your boy Nails right here. 855-AMANDA-8. That's 855-262-6328. Tell us what you're learning this week. If you uh, just want to chime in and hear yourself later on this week on Friday, or you want to chime in on this OG rapper, Melly Mel, not backing down from his recent comments on the Billboard Top 50 Rappers of All Time list. <laughs> Remember, he said that Eminem wasn't supposed to be on that list, but he's there because he's white. All right, we open up the phones for you right now. 855-AMANDA-8. You on the Amanda Seal Show. Yo, Amanda. Yeah, what it is with Eminem is this. Eminem is amazing. He deserves all the accolades. He's, he's an amazing artist. He rapped with the best of them. He's from the culture. So Eminem deserves all the accolades. But what I think Mel was saying was that Eminem made it okay for suburban white kids to listen to rap, which made his album sales crazy because he had us. And now you got white America as well. So the records he broke in that aspect, I think, is kind of what Mel is, is, is saying. But it takes nothing from Eminem as an artist. I agreed. It takes nothing from him as an artist. 
I, I both things are true. Yep. Yep. Both and things are true. Cause the list isn't based on just on album sales. No, nah, no, nah, it's the impact and everything. I'm with you because because yeah. Eminem, Eminem, just like he said, I mean, yeah, we had white rappers before that and everything, but Eminem took it to a whole nother level when he just said he had us listening to him, but then he made the white kids, you know, made it basically culturally acceptable for white kids to just want to love hip hop and represent hip hop like they were after Eminem's popularity. Which is weird because it's like you said, it's not that there wasn't white rappers before. I mean, there was... Uh Vanilla Ice, uh, but there was also <laughs> Third Base. MC you know what Surf. I'm saying? There was House of Pain. Uh, but Eminem, Eminem was also just like massive, you know? And we cannot exactly. forget he was co-signed by Dr. Dre. Exactly. Okay? Like he came in co-signed by one of the most like acclaimed artists, producers, and icons in hip hop. So it's not like he just like strolled up and was like, Hey guys, I'm going to rap. Like, nah, he had the right people behind him. Okay. So, but I love your thoughts. And thank you for calling and sharing. I feel you. You're, you're definitely onto something right there. So give us a call. 1-855-AMANDA-8. That's 1-855-262-6328. If you got more thoughts on this and, uh, we got more thoughts because that's what we do here at the show. We think, and then we say it, and we talk. And we're going to talk about Death Row Records. Speaking of Dr. Dre, we got Death Row Records' entire catalog is back on streaming, and we're going to tell you why and what you can get in that when we get back to the Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. Right here at the Amanda Seals Show. We got one more hour with you, but we're going to make sure that it's a good one and it's the best one. If you missed anything that we've had going on since we've been here, make sure you go to wherever you get your podcast and you can check it out. Also, want to let y'all know that if you are interested in joining my company, the Smart, Funny, and Black Productions, for our residency program, where you will get experience in some creative fields like graphic arts, digital marketing, editing, and comedy writing, you'll get networking opportunities, you'll get master classes, and you'll get an opportunity to build a portfolio, make sure that you go to amandaseals.com and check it out. We've been doing this for four years. This will be our fourth year. And every year, I end up hiring somebody out of this residency. Currently, my staff at Smart Funny and Black Productions is 80% made up of folks who have come through the residency. So it is a very real opportunity to end up working with me at the end of it. So if you just want to come through, even just for the experience, that's good too. Go to amandaseals.com. All right. We have got some stories for you. Nails, what are we talking about? And some exciting news for all the true hip hop heads, man. Death Row Records just did something super dope this past weekend. Wait till you hear about it this hour. Very, very good things happening in the streaming music place these days. All right. Streaming has always been a weird kind of space to me and it had a lot of the holes, but we're seeing folks get their music back in that space and we're going to let you all know about it. All right. All right, now what we got going on with these Oscars? Well, a voter for the 2023 Oscars said that Viola Davis and the lady director need to shut up after Woman King was snubbed. And it was revealed later that they hadn't even seen the movie. Now see? Now see? 
This shows just how messed up this whole award show process is. I be telling y'all, we gonna talk about it when we get back. Stick around. We also got the big up let down. And you're going to have to find out who I give the props to and who I give the blows to. Remember to stay connected with us 24-7 on all socials at Seal Said It. And give us a call at 1-855-AMANDA-8. That's 1-855-262-6328. Listen, laugh, and learn. It's the Amanda Seal Show. This is the Amanda Seals Show. I am Amanda Seals. Nails, tell them the good news. Tell them the good news. The good news is that Death Row and De La Soul, their music is back on streaming services. This is on part because over the weekend, Amanda, I was listening to um, Snoop Dogg, Doggy Style. I was literally riding around. Listen, look, I, was, I put it on my story and everything because I was so hyped. Man, I met you last night, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all, Nails is showing me a video of him in a car driving around. Jamming. I was jamming. Well, Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dogg. I don't know if y'all know this, but Snoop is the current owner of Death Row Records, okay? And he returned the label catalog to streaming services on March 9th. Now, when he bought it a year ago in February, he pulled the catalog, which includes Doggy Style, Tupac's All Eyes on Me, of course, The Chronic, and many others. He, they have not been available on streaming services for a year because he said he didn't feel like the money made sense. He felt like it was a problem in the way that they were actually getting paid. And so he said, nah, but apparently they've come to an understanding and they have returned the death row catalog back to the streams. And one of those records that they have put back, one of those albums they put back is the soundtrack to the 1994 cinematic classic above the rim. Now, some might say nails that this is, one of the greatest movie soundtracks of all time. Y'all, let me just tell you some of the songs that are on here. Anything, the all-star remix by SWV. I give you anything. You know, dirty. Wow. Yes. Yes. With the Wu-Tang Clan. Okay. Then we cannot forget your girl, Lady of Rage. I rock rough and stuff with my Afro puffs. Rage, rock on with your bad self. We got Part-Time Lover by H-Town. And... Regulate Warren G and Nate Dogg. Oh, wow, that is Regulate on that. Us. Oh, yes. Up. It was a clear black night. <laughs> a clear white moon. Warren G was on the street trying to consume. Yes. So, you know, listen, 21 tracks. Okay. So if you haven't listened Damn. to uh the Above the Rim soundtrack in a long time, this is your opportunity to check it out. You know, for all my young folks listening to the show i am a great resource for you to get some real good 80s 90s early 2000s blackness in your life okay trust me the nostalgia is strong with this one here at the amanda seal show so their little piece of little piece of trivia that you got today is that regulate by warren g and nate dog was actually on the above the rim soundtrack in 1994 hit me up with some of your favorite soundtracks let's teach these kids all right let's teach the young ends i know y'all want to hear some good music man let's teach the young ends. now by the way nails i got into a little thing with my man this weekend because he said that i only listen to the same songs over and over again he was like, you know, we be driving around and I'm going to your shows with you and I keep having to hear the same songs over and over again. I want to hear something new. I just like what I like now. Hello. <laughs> you know, it's a, it's a bunch of people who listen to the same songs over and over again because they don't like what's coming out today. 
Exactly. That's what I was trying to sell him. I was like, I'm not really, I'm not into none of these artists not right now. I mean, ever so often there'll be a song here and there, but you know, he was very annoyed with me. <laughs> like, Listen, I like my playlists. Okay. I like these songs. And so I listen to these songs and I can listen to those same songs nails. And every time I'll be like, Oh, okay. Like it's the first time. <laughs> every time. Every time. <laughs> Every time. Hit me up, man. Am I bugging? Hit me up. 1855-AMANDA-8. That's 1855-262-6328. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. Welcome back to the Amanda Seal Show. I'm Amanda Seals. Now, we have been talking about the Oscars all day, of course, because I am in entertainment nails. Like, this is a part of my world, a part of my world. <laughs> We also talked about the Little Mermaid trailer, which was also shown at the Oscars. Um, but I will also be very candid. And I always say to y'all that I really don't be caring about these awards, meaning that like I am not somebody who finds my like I don't consider it to be a goal of my nails. Like I'm not mm-hmm. out here like I can't wait to try and get an Oscar, like try and get a Grammy, et cetera. And part of that is also just because like it's damn near impractical to, to, to do that because their process is so messed up. A story came out where a voter for the 2023 Oscars did an interview with entertainment weekly. And they said that Viola and the lady director, that's Gina Prince Brythewood mm. need to shut up after woman King was snubbed. This is a voter. This is a voter. And this is somebody who is a part of the entire voting Academy And they are saying things like this. And then it gets revealed later in their interview with Entertainment Weekly that they hadn't even seen Woman King. They hadn't even seen Woman King. Oh, my God. Okay. Now, let me just tell y'all how this works. The Oscars are voted for by members of the Academy. All right. So when you hear people say, oh, I'd like to thank the Academy, like they're talking about the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences. And people will be nominated by members in the same line of work as them. So like actors will nominate other actors, costumers and so forth. And then any member who can vote can vote for who wins. So your peers nominate you, but everybody in the Academy votes for you. And there's Mm -hmm. apparently over 10,000 members that make up the Academy. And if a person has been nominated for an Oscar before, then they're likely a member, which goes to show why we talk about how little diversity there is, right? Because mm-hmm. there haven't, there's already been so little diversity in terms of who gets nominated. So it's not going to be a large pool of people that are going to be a part of the Academy that are represented, that are represented by the people who are voting. And I think it's really real when we talk about like Oscar so white, which came down in 2015, Oscar so white, they faced criticism for their lack of diversity and they really haven't made a lot of changes. And I did think it was a crazy thing that woman King was snubbed. Woman King was an incredible film. There's no reason why it shouldn't have been honored at the Oscars. It made box office numbers. It had great actors. Like what's the reason? So, you know, that he also said something like he's tired of seeing Viola Davis, like crying with the snot coming out, et cetera. He said he's over that. You know what the interesting part about all of this is, though? He had so much to say and would not say it with his name attached to it. And so, you know what? Sit your coward butt down. But this is not just a unique case. I'm sure that his ideas and his point of view is reflective of so many people in the Academy. So just giving you all some context about what the Oscars is and you know who's behind it and why when it comes to judging art we have to understand that it is subjective and that it is also a part of commerce at this point. 
So just mm-hmm. enjoy what you want to enjoy and see what you like and tell your friends and put it in the group chat. <laughs> I turn it on just for Rihanna. <laughs> there you go. There you go. So shout out to all of the winners that we were rooting for because they were black. All right. <laughs> Coming up next, we got the big up and let down. Don't go anywhere. It's the Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. <laughs> Woo, child. Yes, yes, y'all. It is the Amanda Seal Show. We are about to head on out of here. Had a great Monday with y'all. It's the Amanda Seal Show. If you miss any of the show, remember you can check it out wherever you get your podcasts. All right. You can also check out my podcast, Small Doses, wherever you get your podcasts. And you can connect us with us on social media at Seals Said It. We talked about a lot of things today. So if you missed any of the uh, talk commentary on the Oscars, you know, we also talked about the return of Death Row Records to the streaming services. So, you know, if you want to make sure that you take a look back in the into time, you can check that out. Also, we gave you all some more news about uh, Fox News and this case that Dominion voting machines has taken against them. So I think you got to get a, a nice little mix of politics and pop culture on the show today, uh, as you do every day. What am I saying? Because <laughs> that's what we do. That's what we do. Keep them calls and comments coming in. Our lines are open 24-7. 1855 Amanda 8. That's 1855 262 6328. What we got coming up tomorrow, Nails? On Tuesday's show, we'll have all your Black Eyed News and Fat Joe slams the father of Ja Morant for getting drunk at games instead of parenting his son, who's in the NBA and grown. <laughs> Plus, the Department of Justice concluded their two year probe into the Louisville Police Department in response to the murder of Breonna Taylor. We'll unpack that. Plus, the big up let down and your calls on Tuesday. All right. Now that's going down and that's how it's going to be. Also, want to let y'all know if you want to come and join me in Los Angeles for Smart, Funny, and Black at the Novo. It's going down May 18th and tickets are on sale at amandaseals.com. Smart, Funny, and Black is my black culture comedy game show, variety show. We got a live band and we have an even liver audience. We bring two people on stage, two of your favorites. So I'm not going to tell you who they are this month yet. I'm not going to tell you who they are for this show. But they come on stage and we test their knowledge of black culture, black history, and the black experience. It is a vibe, y'all. It is a vibe when we got so many racists and so much effort being made to keep us from knowing our history, to keep us from being a community. I made this show so that we can challenge them directly by just having a good old black time in their face. So come on out to my Funny in Black. You get your tickets at amandaseals.com. And you know what? At the end of every show, I say the same thing that I do at the end of this show, which is we are each other's business. When we look out for each other, we lift each other up. Stay safe. I'll see y'all tomorrow. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up.